Hello and welcome to On the Horizon. This podcast is an extension of Horizon Church, a relationally driven, socially conscious, Jesus-centered church located in the heart of Towson. We are recording today from Dean Studios. Thanks, Bryce. My name is Beth McDonald. I'm your host today, and we will be talking about evangelism with Luke Zip and Tyler Bellow. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. So welcome to the podcast. This is Tyler's first time. Luke's a pro. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about evangelism today, but first I want you to tell me a little bit about yourselves and how you spend your days and what you do maybe at Horizon, too, would be helpful. Sure. Yeah, as Beth said, I am Luke Zip. Uh, I've been coming to Horizon, I think, for 11 years now. Mm -hmm. I'm one of the leaders on the leadership team. I lead a link group and Really, I think um, a big area where the Lord has called me is in the area of prayer ministry. So I'm very involved with the prayer ministry team at Horizon as well. Uh, For work, I am involved in a family business. I actually sell antique pottery for a living, which is kind of unusual. Yeah, it's much cooler than it sounds. It's very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Much cooler than it sounds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, Tyler. Yeah, so I'm Tyler. Um, I spend most of my time at work these days. I work up in Cockeysville as an engineer. Um, but otherwise, I get to spend a good chunk of time enjoying um, my wife, Alyssa, and our seven-month-old, Isaac, which is always fun. Very, very cute. Yeah. And with, <laughs> we like him. And within Horizon Church, so I actually went, I was a part of Horizon about seven years ago and then decided to move back after moving away, um, knowing how many opportunities Horizon had for um, myself and my wife, Alyssa, to be able to plug in and try different things. So we have taken full advantage of that. Alyssa is part of the worship team. Um, I have the opportunity to be on the speaking team, prayer team, um, I don't know, probably other teams, host team, all <laughs> yeah. sorts of teams. So, and I, yeah. I've really enjoyed all of this. No, that's great. We're so glad you're here. So today we're going to talk about evangelism. And actually, Tyler, you reached out and said, can we talk about evangelism? <laughs> yeah, it's usually a good song. so excited about it. But at first, that's one of those words as Christians we throw around a lot. Absolutely. That may or may not make any sense to anybody else. Mm-hmm. So how would you just in general define evangelism? Yeah. Yeah. My, my first thoughts anytime I think about it, um, as someone who came to know Jesus through others just living their lives out in front of me and me saying like, yes, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it has less of that negative connotation because I just think, man, if, if they didn't do that, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know eternal life. I wouldn't know life here the way I do. So for me, I think of it more, um, I always think like Paul in, um, in Acts, he's, um, kind of evangelizing to the King Agrippa and, and the King calls him out. He says, wait a minute, right now, are you, are you really trying to convince me to become a Christian right now? He's in, as he's being tried uh, for one of many things. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And Paul says, you know, except for these chains, I want you to have what I have. And I always think about that of like, man, if I, if I wholeheartedly believe that what I have is transformed in, in through Christ has transformed me, people around me, everything about my life, man, I, I want them to know that too. And mm-hmm. whether that looks like just spending a lot of time with someone and, and letting it be um, rubbing off on them or whether it's, you know, kind of interjecting directly to, to bring that good news mm-hmm. um, that, you know, has changed my life and I want others to know about. Which is funny, Tyler, because I think that's the healthy viewpoint of evangelism. (laughs) For me, being a Christian pretty much my whole life, Uh I viewed evangelism as like that awkward thing that like 
you're told by others you should <laughs> do if you're a good Christian and that you should go out and share your faith in like a very uncomfortable way and maybe like flip somebody a tract <laughs> and then like walk away <laughs> nervously. Um, so <laughs> I think honestly, like in my 30 plus years of being a Christian, I think I'm just now like feeling like actually maybe I am called to evangelism. I love that because I grew up in the church too. And it was always awkward. It was always embarrassing for me to evangelize. It was always very staged and felt like it was with strangers. And and so I always just assumed I didn't have the gift of evangelism. Yes. But, Tyler, the way you explain it sounds like something all of us can do. And, I, man, I'd so like to think that I do it well and, and all that stuff. It's it's one of those things that as I talk about it more, I get excited about. But obviously, how many times do all of us get in a moment where we feel like, man, I, I want to say something or I want to be something and it doesn't necessarily happen. But I, I think it's cool to step back and recognize that like mm-hmm. the heart, the heart really is there for most of us. I think a lot of times we get sheepish about the how yes. um, and in the different situations. And I, you know, I'm not like raising up, you know, new converts left and right. You know, I even had kind of those moments when I look back and think like, man, what am I even doing here? But at the same time, I think it is really cool to recognize that in different ways. I think we do all have that heart for it. Oh, absolutely. And, and so Tyler, let me just, you said that the way you came to Christ was through what we might say is evangelism. Mm -hmm. Tell me what, tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't like the evangelism, like a street preacher and and I gave my life right then and there through a tract or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it was um, through a ministry. I'm actually through a campus ministry at Penn State. um, And I thought I grew up knowing what it what it meant to be a Christian Mm -hmm. um, until I realized that like my my church growing up never really shared the gospel, the good news about this Jesus guy who is real and relevant, didn't just die 2000 years ago, but came to life and wants to live in and through me. Mm -hmm. And so I was told that and I said, yeah, okay, that's great. I'm an engineer, you know, science minded. That doesn't make sense. But I started to spend more time with them and, and kind of through what I would call relational evangelism, just doing life with them, seeing how they live their lives really consistently and and vulnerably, even as like 20-something-year-old guys, you know, it was so different. But I realized that they had something that I wanted. They had this fullness of life that eventually I kept asking, like, hey, how did you get that? Like, mm-hmm. we, we already told you. <laughs> like, it's it's through this, it's through it's Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And so ultimately, um, it it took a series of things happening in my life for me to recognize that as God reaching into my life, but I would not have connected the dots if it weren't for um, several people in community just being honest about about their faith and about the truth that they'd experienced and giving me an opportunity to, um, to put those pieces together. Mm. I love that. So I guess there's different kinds of evangelism. So... You just mentioned relational evangelism, um, and that would be just developing living life with someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's something Horizon has always Mm -hmm. done well. You know, I don't know if we even call it evangelism, (laughs) but just we call it community. We call it life together. Um, But I think that is something that is kind of like the unique heart of Horizon Church is that a relational piece. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think your cool aspect of what we do well as a church is it's not an in and out us and them thing. It's it's a hey, this is this is what we're doing. Do you want to be a part of it? Yeah. No matter where someone's coming from. And I, I think that's a really cool aspect of 
relational evangelism that right. maybe we don't even realize individually that we do oftentimes. And we really value transparency. We, mm-hmm. revel- we value revealing aspects of our heart, which I think is sharing the gospel to mm-hmm. people. Like us just talking about the ways that we are transformed often has a very transformative effect on those around us. Right. 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 And I know um, Ryan's sermon this just this past Sunday, Ryan, one of our pastors, preached and he mentioned the be belong become again and be is just come be with us yes and then belong just be part of the church Mm -hmm. and then maybe get to the point where you become someone who believes in a follower of jesus so it's first just come be with us Mm -hmm. and he talked about in his link group always having an empty chair Mm -hmm. which i loved and Mm -hmm. it's not something we do but i would love to institute it but always have an empty chair and assume somebody's going to come fill that chair. Yes. And, and assume that person does not know the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Assume there's new people going to be coming to could just come be with us, mm-hmm. which I love that reminder. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some other kinds of evangelism? I know from my experience, um, you know, I didn't always know how to frame it, but recently we've called it more encounter evangelism, mm-hmm. um, which you know, I see as recognizing um, how present God's love and grace and power is and, and letting that come into a moment, into someone's life in a given moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it sounds, I feel like, so much more majestic that way <laughs> um, other than just going up to someone and, and say, hey, you know what, I, I really, I just really want you to know that God loves you. Or I really want you to know, I don't, I don't know what you believe, but I, I just, you know, I really want you to know that he loves you, that this guy, Jesus, he, he loves you so much. He gave his life for you. And I, man, I think that he could know you or, or you can know him uh, or even offering prayer in that moment. Um, so I know that's when I think of like encounter evangelism, that's kind of like a high level view of what I have experienced. Yeah. Right. And I think that's where I've started to feel like, oh my gosh, I am an evangelist, you know, <laughs> which is like feeling like you have something welling up inside you that mm. you have to share with other people mm-hmm. Yes, and feeling like you were actually created as we all are to be carriers of God's presence out into the world, right. not just to church, not just to our link groups, but just everybody around us is just crying out to encounter their maker. And we are often the people called to give them that encounter. Right. Yes. Amen. That's a good one. That's great. So, so that we've talked about relational evangelism. There's kind of the Billy Graham type evangelism mm-hmm. where they're preaching and yes. they give an altar call and the big meetings like that, which mm-hmm. seem to be somewhat not as popular as they were at one point. And there was always question as to whether mm-hmm. people stuck with it. Was it just being part of a crowd? And then there's confrontational evangelism, I guess, where mm-hmm. kind of the handing the track out or yes. confronting mm-hmm. someone, sure. turn or burn. Sure. Sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me about how is... Encounter evangelism different than street evangelism, or is it a kind of street evangelism? Oh, man. Well, I, I mean, I think first of all, like we have nothing to sell out there, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like, mm-hmm. and I was saying, like we were out um, the week before last, last time we were out, and I was saying um, to Jen Stevenson, who was out with us, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I never want to be good at this, mm-hmm. you know. Like, it feels like evangelists often get very seasoned mm-hmm. and very good. And it's, a, it's really a sales process, mm-hmm. you know, where you just really sharpen the point of your sales model and selling Jesus to somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I never 
I think encounter evangelism isn't that. It is leaning on the Lord. It's it's cultivating your relationship with the Lord and your dependence on him and just following where he sends you and doing with recognizing like who he's calling to him and just partnering with him in that. But it's a very like dependent on the Lord type of thing and and very much um just revealing his heart for every person that you encounter out there. Sure. No, I think that's I think that's awesome and it's funny listening Luke. I mean knowing your heart and being out there with you. Um it's cool cuz it's we don't we don't call what we're doing encounter evangelism in the moment, yeah. right? Hey, you want to go encounter evangelize? It's just like, <laughs> oh, you want to go love people and pray for people? Like, yeah. And I think what's cool is it's not it can sound something that's really like lofty and and really difficult and someone could be listening and just being like, I gosh, I don't know what that's like and how do I do that? But the reality is like, I think every single one of us has felt at one point in time that sort of like tug, right? Yeah, that like spiritual absolutely. or emotional tug sure, of like, sure. man, I just, that feels different. I looked at that person. I just, why am I like getting emotional? I don't even know this person, right? Or, or you just get this weird sense, right? And um, we might pass that off. We might call it many things, but everything is an opportunity for us to, just come back to God, our Father, and just say, hey, what are you doing right now? Absolutely. Right? And I think, I think that's what's really cool is when we think about encounter evangelism and the way um, Luke and I have been kind of experimenting in it lately, it's a lot of that in the moment, right? Some of it is putting ourselves out there um, so that we can initiate the conversations with people and then on the back half of that ask, okay, God, what do you, what do you have in mind for this person right now? But it's also, it's also kind of living with more of the sensitivity of like the reality that God has something to say to each and every one of us. And the vast majority of us, including ourselves sometimes aren't really actively tuning into that station. Right. So, so I think it's like, man, what if I walk around on my lunch break as I go to Walmart? Um, and what if, what if I just ask God, okay, God, give me like, just give me something. Like, what if there's someone in here that you love? Like, duh. (laughs) And what if there's someone in here that you want to talk to? Duh. What if there's someone in here who's hurting or who needs to know that you're good. Duh. Duh. Right. <laughs> and obviously, and it's, Oh, sometimes it can feel, I don't, we don't, I have felt guilty myself. Right. I, I have felt that sort of self pressure when I do go to Walmart and I don't even bother to ask God, you know, mm. those things like, I get that. We don't want to put that pressure, but I think it's, I think it's the reality that every single day his mercies are brand new. And every single day is a chance to take different risks and seeing how real God wants to be to us and others around us, yes. I think is, is how I've experienced it. And again, I do not do this perfectly. I get so caught up in the day-to-day sometimes, and it's who has time and energy to think about those things. Oh but at the God. same time, you know, if there's ever, ever a time that we would give our attention to God um, and ask for these things, man, I, I think he'll come through and surprise us for sure. Well, what's really cool is, um, I, I, for me, it's been an opportunity to learn more about grace Hmm. first off for myself because it's funny because literally every time we go out there or every time i ask the lord like what are you doing in this situation he answers and he does something amazing but like if i didn't have grace for myself i could put a lot of pressure on myself like i gotta be out there every single night of the week i gotta be out there you know every friday every saturday but you know there's there's grace because he wants us like he loves us so much and he wants us to be sustainable mm-hmm. and he wants us to like take care of ourselves and he right. d- wants us to not see this as a job but to see this as a partnership with him right yeah so, so, so tell me how you got how you even heard about 
evangelizing this way? What? Well, I How heard about it from Tyler. All right, so <laughs> Tyler, to me. where did this so, come from? So, I mean, I'm not the inventor of the concept of right. evangelism, right? But for what it what it started to look like in my life. So, um, when I was in, in school at Penn State, um, a couple years after coming to know the Lord, um, I had just become brokenhearted at the fact that Penn State has tens of thousands of people. Right. Um, I think I was in uh, Beaver Stadium, the football football stadium up there. Um, there's 108,000 people uh, in that stadium at any given any given home game. Yeah. Um, and I just remember getting caught up in that moment of just like, how many people here know that God loves them? Mm-hmm. How many people know God? Like, it's just, oh, and that, that, sometimes that hurts. And I don't, I think it's good to feel the weight of it without feeling like I need to, you know, right. convert all of them. But I just remember feeling that and then coming back, um, coming back home and kind of processing through it. Like, man, how, how are we going to start at least trying to reach individual people, right? Um, and I know on campus there, uh, there was a guy named the Willard Preacher who was very well known and very well feared, uh, very, very much disliked from people would say, oh, you know, he's in your face. He yells at you as you're passing by Willard building and this and that. And so that, that you know, confrontational. right. And whether yeah. there was fruit or not, right. um, I mean, actually I know there was fruit because the current Willard preacher was an atheist who was converted by the previous one, wow. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, okay, great. I acknowledge the, yeah, f- I, I'm a firm believer in God uses all of it. Right. A hundred percent. But, right. but I also knew that like, man, you know, is there, is there a different way that I can stay relevant to the people around me um, in a way that feels like is more in line with, with how I want to um, walk in obedience with God. So I step back. I said, man, what can I do? We're in college. I don't have anything to give. And he's like, that's it. Free things. People will respond to free things. So um, we started by, we went to some some um, classrooms and we wrote scriptures, like free scripture. That was our first thought. Great. So we just put them on the boards. Um, and a cop actually told me to erase it from stones and he, I got in trouble. That was kind of fun. For stones? Yeah. <laughs> like I wrote it on the, on the sidewalk yeah, yeah. and apparently like, that's a no-no. Okay. Um, but anyway, but so, uh, so we did that. Okay, great. Check. And then we said, what about, what about for people who were drunk coming back from uh, fraternity houses, like maybe water and like we made peanut butter and jelly for them and just kind of struck up conversation. Like, that's great. Um, but ultimately the one that I really, really wanted to try was something we called free prayer. Mm. Um, prayer is free. Yes, we know that, but it's a cool way to just be reminded that at any point in time we can offer that to someone. So basically what that looked like was us taking cardboard signs. We wrote free prayer on it, sat on a bench where we knew everyone would come on a, on a Friday, Saturday night when everyone's out on the town and we just sat and waited as people come up to engage with us. Mm. And so I vividly remember the very first time I did it, only like three people really stopped. And I was just like so stoked because every single or each of those three um, had just a meaningful encounter with us and with God mm. um, in that moment. Um, you know, What did that look like? Tell me. Give me a story. Yeah. Um, well, so, so fast forwarding <laughs> from there. So this is literally 2000. 11. So on and off, I've been doing it with Alyssa with, gosh, I'm not going to everyone, but lots of people, um, <laughs> who are part of horizon or in uh, at Penn state or whatever. And some of those stories have looked like us literally just holding up the signs, free prayer, now free hugs. Um, <laughs> just engaging with people when they come up and say, what are you, what are you doing? It's like, man, you know, we believe that God loves you so much and we just, we want you to know it. Is there anything going on in your life and your body that, um, that maybe we could, we could, 
talk to God about, you know, and to pray for you for. And, and most of the time people are really like nice about it, whether or not they have something, they'll engage with us. Um, so some of my, some of my favorite stories are, um, there's a girl named Ashley who, uh, one of the first times we did it, it was summer. That seems summer at Penn state. She was, we'll say scantily clad and came up to us feeling really guilty. Like, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I swear I've been to church before. I was like, okay, you don't have to feel guilty. We just, you know, God loves you. And, um, whatever it was, actually I do remember it was her, her brother was, um, fighting overseas. So we prayed for that. And then we also prayed for something else in her life that she didn't tell us about. And it, it wasn't like a very specific revelation, but it was something that she felt touched that we would pray for her. And so she stopped her there and said, you know what? I'm going to stay here with you guys the rest of the rest of the night. And so the like, cool, great. So she would just start like telling people as they come by, come pray, come pray, you know, and, um, and she wound up like praying for people. Wow. And we got to connect her with other people in our ministry who eventually led her to know the Lord. That's awesome. And so like, it was a really cool experience mm-hmm. just to see her be excited in that moment when she had a party she was going to and said, you know what? I want to be with you guys. Cause I see, I see like there's something genuine about you. Um, there's something genuine about this, this God that you talk about. Well, I love, I, my guess is too, she felt accepted. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to go change your clothes or whatever it right. might be before you can come receive prayer or come hang out with us or pray with us. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, that was definitely, especially, you know, just being two 20 something year old guys, yeah. just being there and praying and for her to not feel judged by it, for her not right. feel any of those X, Y, Z things that most, right. most of the guys will, will do to the women there. Instead, we just like, man, it's just, it's so, it's, it's really cool to just take a, take a risk in showing God's unconditional love. Not that we do it perfectly. Um, but I think it, it so surprises people. Um, when we're out there and just being like, listen, like people come up and be like, oh, I, listen, you can't pray for me. I'm gay. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, God loves absolutely. you. Oh, you can't pray for me. I'm an atheist. What are you talking about? I believe God loves you. Yeah, I'm Jewish. God loves you. I'm yeah. fill in the blank. God loves you. Like, tell us your story. And I think ultimately that's what's fueled it for me over all these years is we've just got a collection of of stories and hearts yes. and, and souls of people who mm-hmm. who um, have such a deep longing for God but would never say that in regular conversation, right? right? right. They, they yeah. tell us about something going on in their life and be like, man, can I help you like put the pieces together? I know God's work in my life. He has totally filled that gap. Like, I think that's what he's trying to do for you. Um, and I think over the years, it's been really cool as God moves, a, helps me and my heart and my mind move away from treating people as projects and just genuinely as people who he loves unconditionally. Mm. Yeah, so I... Really, this past August, I had a time. And you know what's really cool is what I'm finding out is that the Lord's always moving, both around us, but also in our own hearts. Mm-hmm. And so it's really awesome to find just as you surrender yourself to the Lord, and especially in kind of lower points in your life, like times just to quiet down and slow down. He does new things or stirs up things that maybe you thought were just long dormant. So I kind of had a, a time like that this summer. And first of all, it's weird, you know, being, I mean, I, you know, I said at the beginning, I've been a leader of this church for a long, long time and Christian for, you know, three decades, but actually at a at kind of a low point in my life, I, I led my first person, you know, directly to the mm. Lord this summer and, and like kind of in a, another occurrence. But, you know, one of the things that he did, um, you know, just during a time of worship where I really felt him come close was he actually reminded me who I am 
in a specific way, but then told me like, hey, why aren't you out there, you know, praying on the streets of Towson with Tyler is like kind of a, a thing. And so I, I really, you know, I took that seriously and, and sent Tyler, I think, a message that night about, hey, I want to go out there and pray with you in the streets of Towson. I think he was kind of on paternity leave from it. So it was like a good, a good <laughs> Sorry, time. Sorry, I'm not to... praying for now. I have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it was a good time just to get back out there. Yeah. But the cool thing for me, again, in like reaffirming that was the first time I was out there, it just felt really at home and really natural. Like it isn't anything when you hear like, oh my gosh, we're going to go up to Towson, have a sign that says free prayer and pray for people. Like you imagine a lot of resistance. You imagine a lot of like mockers or like just feeling uncomfortable. To me, immediately, it just felt so natural, so at home, so like, gosh, I'm made for this because I'm carrying the Lord's presence, Mm. which I think we were, that's what we were all made to do is to represent and reflect the Lord in this world. So it felt very natural. Um, First of all, but that very night somebody came up and nothing that I did, the Lord was always at, already at work in his life, but he asked me to lead him to the Lord. Like, asked Just him straight to pray, up, right? That was the first thing he said to you. He's like, lead me. Lead You're me. like, what? Yeah. And I didn't know what that meant. And <laughs> he's like, lead me. And he wasn't, he was from another country. He was Aww. an exchange student at Towson. He's like, and he was kind of really nervous. He's like, lead me. And then, so at, through a conversation, you know, I made sure that was like what he really wanted. And um, we had a powerful time of prayer. And it was like a cool thing because it was a gift from the Lord. Like he could have used anybody, like, but he used me and he affirmed, like, I do want you out here. Like, yeah. I need you, Luke, yeah. um, which was just awesome. And and yeah, that was that was the beginning. But I feel like every night, the cool thing is every time we're out there and just, you know, just to backtrack what it looks like and like, you know, I'm, I'm pushing 40. So I'm getting a little like I need my sleep. And Tyler's a lot younger. And he's like, yeah, no, no. He's like, yeah, like, so Tyler's like, OK, we're going to meet at like 1030 and go out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm normally asleep by then. <laughs> and but then I realized the vision, like if you got any earlier than that. It just seems a little like, like out of place, yeah, yeah. you know, but as you, as the night wears on, as you get closer to like midnight, one o'clock, mm-hmm. there's people that it just, it just feels comfortable. It feels mm-hmm. natural. People's guard is down. I mean, and it's not all because of alcohol, <laughs> you know, but it's just like, I think people are just kind of used to just, yeah, letting their guard down, having conversations yeah. at that hour of the night. Um, you know, we're kind of catty corner from the guy selling hot dogs as well. And we're there just, you, you know, That's people smart. out there yeah. taking smoke breaks and all. And th- yeah. there's just more of like an atmosphere of people are just receptive to this type of thing. But, um, yeah, we're just out there sitting on, on a wall yeah. uh, right on sitting York on Road. Yeah. Um, Fun thing about the wall right next to us, it says no loitering, but. I don't think that's <laughs> pretty sure that's we're that's not, not for us. Yeah. We're praying. We're praying. Yeah. We're so praying. you just sit there and hold your sign. Yeah. yeah do so people then that. come up to you or do you approach people? So it's a little bit of both. So it depends who. I'll start giving shout outs. So it's I'll give a shout out to Jen and then actually Kira um, Rogers. So whenever they first come, we know we'd sit there with our signs. Normally it says free prayer, um, free hugs, because that's another way to get people just to engage. And then sometimes people come by, we'll say, you know, like, hey, you know, how's it going? How's it going? But with Kira and Jen, They'll just kind of jump up and be like, hey, let me pray for you. Hey, let me pray for you. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? And like like Luke said, every once in a while we'll get someone who's really resistant. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that's happened in eight years is someone ripped my cardboard sign. <laughs> um, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> um, 
But so, so like, that's basically what it looks like is for the most part, we'll sit and started to like kind of engage more and just kind of put ourselves out there. Someone walks by, Hey, can we pray for you? No. Hey, have a good night. You know, be blessed. Hey, can we pray for you? What do you, what, what do you mean pray? I pray and I pray the rosary is like, Oh man, we, what's your name? And that's usually when people will draw in and and we'll just shake hands. What's going on in your life that we can pray for? Um, and we start super simple, just, just there and and kind of invite that. Well, but the cool thing is because like, you know, being busier people, you know, and Tyler's a great friend. Like you think like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, it's a great opportunity to catch up with Tyler, like in between praying for people. But during <laughs> those times, like literally there's not enough moments in between. Like it's a constant, like it's very, very surprising. It's a yeah. constant stream of people, people. responding to just a sign yeah. that says free prayer. Yeah. But the cool thing, like and the cool reminder for me is every time people are asking like why are you out here mm-hmm. and like that like that's evangelism because then you sure. can say like yes. well because we, we believe god loves you like loves everybody out here and we've experienced it for ourselves and you know we don't we know that most people will never come into a church so right. we're bringing god to them and yeah. it's like wow that's really cool and especially like we were out there a couple of weeks ago and it was like 40 degrees out mm-hmm. like wait you're out here in the cold just to pray for people and, yeah. yeah because we believe it that much like yeah. Um, and it's just an, it's just really glorifying to God, like really glorifying. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love it. I get so fired up about it because just like you're saying, Luke, the things that have been most encouraging to me, whether it's when I go out or others have gone for the first time, um, if nothing else happens, like if we don't have like really great conversation and life changing, you know, fill in the blank, we take one step closer to like adopting the heart of God for these people, yeah. right? Every single person that comes by is a challenge to just be like, man, God, you love that person. You love that person. Absolutely. That one, you know, like, Absolutely. and if nothing else, if, if, if we do not ever get to talk to somebody, it's just every single person who comes by, it's another reminder to me of how huge God's heart is for people. And no, it's cool. It's Cause we, you know, Tyler and I and Beth as well, uh, we're all on the prayer ministry team right. at Horizon. Right. So we've all gone through training and we've all spent countless hours in the prayer room right. mm-hmm. at Horizon praying for people. So we know what it looks like when, when God shows up, yep. you know, and, and often it involves tears. Often it involves, yep. you know, somebody, you know, kind of trembling a little bit. Um, you know, often it involves a weight lifting off of somebody, mm-hmm. you know, coming in really heavy and leaving looking light. And <laughs> what's, what's, not not surprising in the slightest is that we're seeing the exact same signs mm-hmm. of the presence of the Lord on the streets of Towson with people who don't quite know him yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that's awesome. You know, like yeah. there was a guy who looked, you know, kind of big and intimidating the last mm-hmm. time we were out there. And again, like we were ready to leave. It was probably 30 something at that point and one in the morning. And he was the last person who came up and it, it, he was a person who prayed but kind of, you know, sampled from all religions type mm-hmm. thing. But he kept saying, he's like, you know, I'm at a low point in life and, and you guys are an answer to my mom's prayer. Because, mm-hmm. you know, my mom is a Christian and she keeps saying, you need prayer, you need prayer. <laughs> she just said it to me last night. Have oh, you gotten man. prayer? And here you are. And so yeah, as I'm amazing. praying for this this yeah. man about my size yeah. on the streets of Towson, Luke, um, Luke, you're like six four. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, just yes, theater of yes, the mind. For people who don't know Luke, yes. he's six four. Go you know, ahead. I'm broader, broader man. Um, <laughs> he, uh, you know, as I'm praying for him, he starts like 
slap in my back and mm-hmm. I thought he was at first telling me to stop <laughs> tapping out but then I, yeah I thought <laughs> he was tapping works. out but then I realized like as I would pray, pray certain things like reminding him who he mm. is you know what God says he is it was like his amen was, uh-huh. was him tapping me on the back yeah. and when we were done you know he was he was you know, tears were streaming down Aww. his face and the Lord's presence was there and he was thanking us so much. And that was probably the most impactful. I mean, again, like I've gone out, you know, this year, probably, I guess four times, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, I'm not a pro at this by any means, you know, Tyler, I mean, he has these cards with dozens <laughs> and dozens of people. He writes down everybody's name that he's prayed yeah, for. To me, it's so a, funny. it's a new thing, but it's like every time I just feel so alive out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so so do you feel like it's changed you? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's one of these things that it's given me an itch that, you know, needs to be scratched like that. There's, um, yeah, it's, I realize that it's not a matter of waiting for a direction from the Lord of like, you know, God, what have you called me to do? What have you created me to do? Should I do this thing, this specific thing? I realize like any time, like there's always an opportunity, Mm to partner with what the Lord mm. is doing. Mm. You know, it's not waiting for moments. It's, it's yeah. kind of being that moment. Yeah. No, that's a really good word. I think, I think kind of like stepping back to what really drove me, especially in the very beginning. And I, I try to keep it at the forefront of my mind is that God is an approachable God. And I think that's when I thought mm. about when like the preacher would, you know, kind of got their reputation for confrontation right, evangelism right. and people just feel like, man, if that's, if that's the fire and brimstone God, I don't want anything to do with him. I, I think it really mattered to me um, for people to recognize that God is approachable mm. always. Like it does not matter if you're a little tipsy or a little past tipsy or, you know, mm. fill in the blank. Like he is approachable. It doesn't matter that it's not Sunday morning. He's approachable. And I think it's when I step back and, and realize like that, if nothing else, if I present that God, even just by sitting out there with a sign that says free prayer, um, and engaging with whoever wants to engage, um, recognizing that I don't have to go convert them all, but I get to be a representative when nobody expects that out yeah. there. Yeah. Nobody expects that. What are you guys doing here? It's cold or it's <laughs> Friday night, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I, if I get to be just a representation for an approachable God, like heck yeah. And I think mm-hmm. I think that's what's been one of the most fun things for me. Anytime, anytime someone's gone out with me um, to, to do this, nobody has ever said like, oh, I can't do that again. That's too risky. You know, or, yeah. oh, it's it's too intimidating. Like, it kind of feels that way when you think about it. And maybe someone listening to this and be like, I wish I had that much faith. It's like, it doesn't take faith. It takes, you know, being up late, maybe in this case. <laughs> yeah. um, and just, just putting yourself out there and literally holding a sign for what we do. And there's so many other forms of it. Um, but at least in this case, it it starts by just by a willingness to, to take a risk. And as far as how it's definitely grown me, it's like, walking up that risk spectrum, right? Like, yes, the very first time doing it, I had no idea if I was going to get in trouble even for sitting out there. I mean, the cops have bigger problems then, but you just never know. Mm. So, okay, step one, take that risk. Step two, um, step three, step four, step five, you know, over the years. And all of a sudden now where Luke and I are egging each other on and be like, I dare you to pray for that girl's ankle. (laughs) She's not even asking for prayer. Just stop her. Clearly it's broken. Just pray for it, you know? Or like just asking God in the moment, like, God, tell us something that only you know about this person's life, just just not so that we can be all cool and you know right. add one to our scoreboard, but just so they can see how much you care about them. And do every you, once in a while, he totally does. I was going to say, do you feel like you've gotten those kind oh of Oh my words? gosh, so, so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely several times where um, we'll pray for one thing in particular um, and 
will get like the bug eye effect of someone <laughs> just kind of stepping back and just being like, or they'll like tell their friends like Max Stanley like, hey, do you hear this? Do you hear this? Like, yes. or their friends do the same thing of just like, like that's you, like that's you. <laughs> and so it it happens. It happens pretty often. And I'm not just talking like the vague like God, uh, let them know that you love them. Like oh yeah, but some really specific things of just like man, you know, I really feel like you are just really worried about your mom. Like, is something going on with her? Like, yes, totally, you know? Yeah. And, and we just get to follow that and see where God's leading. Or like their type of, you know, job that they're going after. Yes. Or, oh, yeah. You know, like just yeah. the type of person they were created to be. Yeah. I know? tend to get a lot of um, words for like creative-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was one guy, I was like, you you write poetry, right? He's like, what? I was like, you write poetry? He's like, yeah. I mean, I write rap music and poems and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, it's awesome. Like, I'm... God's telling me that he wants to use that to not just for your sake, but to transform other people. He's like, that's dope, right? (laughs) Like all that sort of stuff. And so it's, every once in a while we get some really like targeted things. Um, And it's just, it's super exciting. I'm going to stay up late and come out with you guys. No, you would love it. You would absolutely love it. Steve keeps, we almost came one night and I I think it was the leadership retreat. You had sent out a, he wanted to go and I was, yes. and I oh, was the yes. one who was like, it's yeah. too late. Yeah. But no, I get that. It's awesome. You're making me very it's excited. Well, about and, this. and I would tell you when you were just talking about the risk about maybe the cops will run us off. The cool <laughs> flip side of that yeah. is the cops love us out there. Sure. Like, and so the one, um, there's one uh, officer who used to go to Horizon and every time he's like, great work, guys. Thank Aww. you guys so much. Like, yeah. we need you out here. Mm-hmm. Thank Aww. you so much. Which is like, that is um, a vision that the Lord has given me of like, you know, I'm giving you guys, you know, like, I'll give you guys what you ask for. And and our heart is like, give us Towson. You know, we mm-hmm. want Towson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. um, and so we want to see Towson transformed mm-hmm. by the loving presence of God. Yeah. And honestly, like they cool. So recently I've been reading just gospels, kind of rotating through gospels. I've been reading Matthew lately and things in that like keep resonating mm-hmm. about just this ministry in particular. But first of all, just the beatitudes mm-hmm. of like the type of people the Lord calls blessed, like the poor in spirit. You know, I feel like rarely, like you would expect, you know, cause it's mostly college students, like a lot of people just full of bravado and swagger. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of, you know, what we're finding is a lot of thin veneers mm-hmm. with very like humble, yeah. poor spirits beneath sure. them who yeah. really desperately need God and are looking for something greater in their life, looking for someone to remind yes. them exactly who they are and remind them of their beauty and their strength oh, and their oh. purpose in life. But also this morning I was just reading Matthew 9 and, you know, it's not the the um, healthy you need a doctor, but the right. sick. Mm. Right. And, you know, it's like <laughs> I feel like pretty much you know i mean everybody who stops with us knows that they need something you know they sure. need a doctor sure. whereas yeah. like so many people who have the lord are like yeah i don't need anything i'm good i don't need prayer yeah. these people know they need something yeah. like very much no yes no that's a really good way to put it and i think i think that's that's some of my favorite parts too right? i say that about everything but like my favorite part is um kind of an opportunity to just be the church out there and for some people like recognizing us is like their first step into church, what I would call that, right? Like sure. they'll come seek us out like, oh, hey, Paolo, what's up, man? It's good to see you. Like, how's your grandma? You know, like, yeah. so like we become, oh, we neat. become there. Yeah. Sure. Like there's people that I've recognized literally from when I lived here 70 years ago wow. who still recognize me. And so like, so it's really cool just like when people recognize us, when encounter evangelism leads to relational, like I've, I've got 
I've got several contacts in my phone that are like John free prayer of mm. uh, like people, <laughs> yeah. people that I get to follow up on and be like, Hey, you know, I hope you're doing well this week. And if some of them respond, some of them don't, but you know, sure. it's, it's several people who I have followed up with in relationship and have had a chance to just keep being part of people's lives. And I think the, the, what you were describing Luke, I love like the Nicodemus moments, yeah. like a group of like five guys comes by and sarcastically says stuff yeah. like, oh, prayer, it's so stupid, you know, whatever, this and that. And there's the one guy who looks back. Oh, okay. Right? And he <laughs> sure. sees. And then when his friends go up and they're waiting at the bar, he comes back and asks for prayer. Oh, I love yeah. that. It happens so often. Wow. And I love Very it. Often. I love it. It's like, dude, yeah. God sees your bravery. Like that yeah. was courage right there. Let's pray for Absolutely. that. You know, like, oh, oh, Absolutely. Oh, I love those like, yeah. kind of Nicodemus moments. But too. you also see like – you get to see the type of people that you know would be just huddled around Jesus if he were if he came sure. back today. Yeah. Sure. Because it's like it's just the desperate, the poor in spirit. I mean, like like Tyler was saying, like a lot of gay people, to be honest with yeah. you, like who feel um, you know, just like rejected by the yeah, church. Yeah, they feel rejected sure. by the church. And so it's like so healing mm-hmm. to love them well and to redeem, you know, a lot of wounds and a lot of hurt that's been yes. said to them. I yes. mean, like pretty much every time we have, you yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty yeah. consistent. It's so cool. That's such a perfect example of just dispelling myths. Like, yeah. no, let me tell you about my approachable God absolutely. who loves you so much. Not, absolutely. not just that he sent us out here, but he sent his son, Jesus, to die for you and absolutely. come be a part of your yeah. life. And man, let me tell you all about that. And Oh, I, I love it so much. People are, what I'll say, and just kind of tying all that in a bow is people are so much more receptive to the good news than I think we give them credit. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Whether that happens on a on a Friday or Saturday night in Towson, or honestly, my like recent favorite has been an old Walmart. I said Walmart's before. Right. Because mm-hmm. the reality is there is nothing too weird for Walmart. Right. <laughs> like, like you going in and like asking a random stranger, like, hey, I see like, I'm sorry, it's what I see is something, you know, you have a cast on your foot. Yeah, you know, I fell off a ladder. Oh man, that stinks. That happened to my uncle. Man, that's no good. Can I can I pray for you? What? Yeah, can I pray for you? I believe God loves you. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because there's nothing. That's amazing. There's like, there's that's so awesome. much weirder stuff yeah. that's happened at a Walmart that like, like anyone can do that even if you can't stay up till sure. you know till two a.m. Sure. in towels. And it takes sure. it takes a little bit of courage, and and you're gonna stumble over it the first time, but you're not gonna like lead someone away by by trying to share God's love mm-hmm. with them. You know, like. So that's been my experience anyway. But also the cool thing is like you learn by doing. And mm-hmm. so like there's very risky moments like, you know, praying for your dear friend who doesn't know the Lord but is dying of cancer, right. you know, oh, where oh, you're gosh. just like yeah. you put so much weight on like sure. that moment or, you know, praying, you know, praying for people who um, – you know, a friend group who have been open scoffers and mockers mm. and like, you just want the Lord to show up. Mm. And, but like, this is a very like low risk actually situation, you know, like generally you don't really know a whole lot of people that you're going to run into right. out there. Generally, yeah, like you said, it's already a weird environment if it's one o'clock in the morning on the streets of Towson right. or if it's any time of the day at Walmart. Yeah, unless you're Leroy, <laughs> in which case you run into every person you've ever met. I know, then that's a risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's generally, but like the person that you want to become, like I want to be the type of person that never, like if the Lord tells me to pray for a person, it doesn't matter what the situation or who the person is, I want to say yes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm not really that person yet, Mm -hmm. but like this is a step towards becoming that person. Amen. Yeah, it's really well put. I love that. Um, There's an author named Annie F. Downs who has a podcast too. She's a speaker, but she was telling a story and she said, it was she said it wasn't something I wanted to do, 
but it's who I wanted to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And that has just stuck with me over it. the since yeah. I heard it like a month ago. Yeah. Whenever I'm hesitating, I say, no, I don't want to do that. And then I think, yeah, but it's who I want to be. Yes. In Christ. Yes. That's yes. who I want. That's who I want to be. No, yeah. that's this. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so, I don't. So let yeah. me. It's just for us, right? So yeah. yeah. Tyler, you've got this super outgoing personality <laughs> who will talk to anybody. And you're outgoing too, Luke. I am. What, what do you say to the persons like, this sounds terrifying to me? <laughs> like, how would you help? Yeah. Well, first I would say it was terror. It was terrifying to me at first, but it was awesome going with Tyler. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, like, I just felt like you know, I just kind of stayed close to him, (laughs) just watched him, and then it was good. But um, yeah. Honest. So first, I would say like, if this is something like, if you're listening to this and like feeling something stir up in your heart, like I'll go with you. Like Mm -hmm. I would. Number one, like you know, the harvest is uh, plentiful, but the workers are few. Like, like we are looking out of the streets of Towson thinking like envisioning a time when every Friday and Saturday night mm-hmm. on that corner people knew they could encounter the Lord right. yeah. you know but we just you know don't have enough energy or, or people to do that to do it um, every week so number yeah. one but number two the Lord is awesome in that he's created all of us to carry his presence into the world to carry light into dark situations but he's also created all of us to be who we are mm. and so we 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 all have a different angle and slant on evangelism. Sure. So yeah. we don't, we weren't all created to stand on a soapbox, <laughs> but we were all created to love people the way the Lord loves them. So honestly, like there's a lot of introverts out on the streets of Towson who like, we know we need to tone it down. For, <laughs> yeah, you right, know? Yeah. Right. And so like somebody who was quieter, yeah, is quieter, is less in your face, actually was created to love that person mm. in a way better than Tyler and I can. Yeah. So like, yeah. sure. we need you out there, number one. And number two, like, you know, we look like Jen started coming out with us the last couple of times and she can love people and like her personality is different than totally ours. Different. She's a little yeah. more introverted. Yeah. And so you know, we see people who normally we would scare off, like kind of <laughs> feel, feeling yeah. very comfortable coming to right. her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think your personality is meant for that no matter sure. what it is. Sure. And I like your suggestion too, Luke, about doing it with someone else, whether that's us or, or someone else like that, that you trust, like to just go take a risk together. Right. Um, yeah. And I think there's especially, well, what I'll say is what I have found um, my most meaningful interactions on the whole um, have been with someone else who can listen as I engage. Mm. So in other words, like maybe I'll engage with someone and we'll talk surface level and kind of next level stuff. But, you know, having someone else who's, who's praying or just listening to beyond what's being said right. to, to pray to or talk to the deeper need or to just listen. Cause we get lots of people who just want to yeah. share their stories. Sure. Um, and so, so there we'll have several nights where like one of us will be listening to, to someone for like a half hour and just kind of having a conversation with them while someone else has like 10 people go right. back and forth. Yeah. So, right. so there's absolutely a place for, for someone who can just listen right. um, and mm. be there and be present. Yeah. Um, the gift of listening. Sure. Oh my gosh. It goes, it goes so far, especially when it's unexpected, right. especially when they're expecting someone to be down, like down their throat yelling these things, you know, yeah. but instead <laughs> just like, I just want to listen to you. I just want to know your story. God yeah. loves you so much. Mm. I want to hear about, I want to hear about you. He created you. Yes. I want to hear about you. Right. No, that's awesome. You know, so that's another cool example for Great that. Point. And, and to your point, I did want to acknowledge the fact that like, I am, not perfect to this and there's so much of of this that i talk about it's even like i said the walmart experiences that i'm not doing this constantly all the time so i get that there's still like a steep introduction to it 
um, whether it's, I don't know how to do it. I'm afraid to do it. I don't have energy for it, you know, all sorts of reasons. So I do, I do get that. But I also know that there's not a single risk that I've taken with God that I wasn't rewarded for. Um, not necessarily like immediate fruit, but just recognizing like his presence coming through and obedience. And, you know, I know people who say like, you know, I just don't, love people that much you know i need yeah, alone right, time right. or anything <laughs> like honest. that you know no again it's <laughs> honest it, yeah. but like so like i would feel like you know that's not like you know just a character flaw in you like mm. that's a growth edge sure. and so like sure. it's an opportunity because for me there's been people out there who like really annoy me mm. and like i gotta like you know remind myself yeah. god how do you see them yeah, yeah. and so it's a, refi- yeah. a way to refine oh, your good. character too yeah that's a really good too luke like for so it can be for a long time um, anyone who's feeling any of this to take that first step of, of evangelizing to God almost, right? Of like stopping and, and seeing someone and just processing through God. How do you, how do you see this person and letting him tell you, even if you don't share it, okay, you take yeah. some time just resetting on, on God's heart for someone else right. or, or for others. If it's not evangelizing in Walmart, it's striking up a conversation of like, Hey, how about those, that white bread, huh? You know, like <laughs> that's a huge risk for some people, right, but right. like get used to yeah, get, get you kind of into that yes, mindset of yes. like people, despite how it feels sometimes with how many people are walking around with headphones and a and a cell phone, um, like people want to engage, people want to be connected with, um, and and it's just cool. Because I've I've been forms. recently seeing these that loneliness is like an epidemic mm. in mm. our country, mm. Mm. and it's causing physical issues and problems it. and illness and all kinds of stuff, and that because of the distance that social media has created it connects but it also creates this distance that loneliness is a huge mm. problem so mm. i think just having someone ask you what kind of bread do you like yeah. you know in the grocery store whatever it is creating that connection of yeah letting them know they're not alone yeah but also like think about that then the the friday night saturday night right. ball co- bar culture of like so many people who are just lonely right? and going out yeah. to right. find somebody Jeez. to value them oh, someone sure. to make them feel loved in that sure. fleeting moment yeah. instead they encounter us who tell them that god loves them right. yeah. and you know they feel valued and also we listen to them and all that so it's yeah. like it's filling a need that they're already going up there to find it filled in like an unhealthy way. hundred percent. Yeah. And I found that even again, thinking all the way back to when I started realizing that people, even if it's not going out and drinking on a Friday night or whatever, or if there's no drinking involved, there's a lot of that pursuit going on downtown. But even for people who are, I'll say misplacing passions in other ways, right? Like, um, just looking for like idolizing maybe, um, their, their work too much or their school too much or whatever right. it looks like in different right. forms. And just to be there as someone who said, Hey, that, that hole that you're looking to fill, like, that's that's God for us. Like, yeah. We would love love to share that more with you, and I think I think um, so. Ryan actually mentioned it again in his sermon this past week. But the way that Jesus addressed the whole person mm-hmm. is just constantly amazes me with mm-hmm. unlimited resources, right? But like, or I was, sorry, with limited resources, right? He didn't have money. He didn't have like stature in the way that would normally be respected in, in that in that time frame. But instead. Um, he gave it all freely. And so I think about, like, I kind of made a deal with myself, like, okay, if I'm going to go eat out, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for or pray for someone else or both. Mm. Um, mm. And so I went to Little Caesars and I was like, okay, God, you know, who's it going to be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Six bucks. I can do that. All you can eat or no, I'm gonna, uh, hot and ready. Um, and so <laughs> Bryce is giving me an amen over there. Um, so, so this woman comes in and is like, 
like she was kind of frantically looking for her money, looking for her money. I was like, okay, God, I get it. Like, <laughs> I'll pay for her. Hmm. And so I was like, let me let me get it for you. She's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, absolutely. You were feeling hot and ready. Hot and ready, baby. That's good. <laughs> Boom. We should, we should coin that. Um, well, for prayer. Or for the um, and she um, just immediately started telling me her story. Like, oh, I'm just, it means so much to me. My son is, he's, you know, currently next door. Like there's like a, I think like a, a not a court or something like that. Um, where he was in some sort of legal trouble. Mm. And so she started just kind of getting um, emotional. It just is like, can I can I pray for you? It's like, oh, absolutely. So right there in Little so Caesars, we just stood pray. there. Yeah, pay and pray. Oh. Boom, two for one. Pay and pray. Yeah, and so so we just prayed for her, prayed for her son, and she's like weeping. And it, oh, man, it's just, it's just so cool. And so what I would say is God is super creative. Um, and for some of the introverts, that story is the worst because it's like, what do you mean she started engaging with you after you paid for her? Like, I just want to pay for her and be like, be blessed, see you, bye. Mm-hmm. Um, but God is creative, and I think um, he gives He gives us um, the desires of our heart, and he shapes those. Um, and that's what mm. I wanted, and I, I, I do wonder if like other people's obedience would be rewarded sure. in different ways. right? I, I feel like something introverts could do, and I've heard of people doing this, is write notes mm-hmm. and leave them. Like leave them in the restaurant, leave them oh, for the yeah. waitress. Oh, you don't yeah. have to talk. Just write, like write no, a note. Love it, love it. It's really and good. leave them places. Yeah, yeah. And then there's that's there's awesome. little risk in that because if sure. you feel like I wrote a bad note, just don't go back to Applebee's anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what are you hoping for the the future of this at Horizon? Do you are you hoping more people, more often? What are yeah. you thinking? Because there is yeah. so much construction in Towson. Oh baby. Yes. So many souls I coming. Know, coming. I just feel Let's like go. Thousands of people can so, Beacon so of light. More well, and more. And, and so the cool thing is, I feel like the Lord, you know, time is like very quick for the Lord. So I think He has been laying the groundwork for this moment, which is going to lay the groundwork for a bigger moment mm. Um, mm. all along, kind of beyond our comprehension. Mm. And so, uh, like, first of all, our when we had our first prayer team training that all of us were in, he was envisioning, I think, you know, he was envisioning the hearts of Towson who did not know him. We did our training for the prayer room, which was for just, you know, our friends and family and people sure. who are going to come to Horizon. Mm-hmm. But he was always envisioning the people that yeah. had nobody talking to them, right. that yeah. nobody telling love. them of his love. Mm-hmm. And so I really do believe that, you know, he's raising up an army to go out to Towson and reach the thousands and thousands of people who do not know him. And if it's not us, it's going to be somebody else. But I really do want, um, yeah, just a his light to invade that <laughs> that realm you know people who are extremely lonely up there to know that they can encounter him mm-hmm. yeah. every friday and saturday night so yeah. like i said I, I i do want to just that corner to just be redeemed and claimed for him right. and then spread out from there love it yeah no i'd add to that for sure just to echo that exact sen- sentiment of just like i want i'd so want more people out there um for the sake of people in Towson, but also for the sake of the people going out there. Like yeah. one of yeah. my favorite things is again, yeah. like seeing people who are doing it for the first time, just be just glowing <laughs> after of like, wow, that was so cool. You know, this and that. And just even to see them come alive by stepping into that. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first started, the only two rules we had were share God's love and don't say tabernacle. Cause we had a, <laughs> yeah, very, very specific. Cause we had a, a preacher 
um, who, who would join <laughs> us. And he would just Christianize the heck out oh, of these no. people. And they were like, just I have no idea what you're saying. So it's so it's just <laughs> fun to realize. Yeah. So it's fun to realize that like anyone anyone can do that in the form we're currently doing in in the free prayer. But also um, beyond just like Friday nights and Saturday nights, if that's just not feasible for someone, but they still feel this tug. Um, we actually started a like a little Facebook thread from other people who had been feeling this tug. And we'll just send each other stories like, hey, mm. oh, man, I felt this tug for this person in Starbucks and I prayed um, and nothing landed. But she felt loved, you know, yeah. or, hey, you know, that. yeah. And so so I would love to see just that group grow of people who are wanting to take risks. And maybe that starts with just like listening to other people's stories. Well, I, for a and few I weeks. know that the website at Horizon has a new uh, link where you can write in stories. Right. So, um, if you go if you go to the website and click on, I think it's resources. Plug. There's a there's a place to. Um, I'm looking it up even Horizon right now Towson. as we're talking. Com. Yeah, HorizonTowson.com. <laughs> but I'm looking to see where it is on the yeah. website. But there are. Um, Let's see. I think you can type it in to the need prayer. Oh, yeah, there's a need prayer. No, here it is. Got it. So if you go to horizonchurchoftowson.com. Great site. Horizontowson.com. And you click on get involved. Mm -hmm. And then you scroll down and click on share. You can share your story. That's awesome. So it would be great to start sharing those stories. Because I know that they would love to share them on a Sunday morning as well. Right. And maybe, you know, it could be anonymous. Yeah. 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 You don't have to. um, Yeah. Totally. You can tell them I wish to remain anonymous or I'd w- be willing to have someone else share my story for me or I would be willing to share my That's story. That's nice. That's really cool. Um, so, what a yeah. great church. I know. I had no idea that we're we had, awesome, we had that uh, Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you, you need to start putting some of your Apparently. stories in there, guys. Oh, geez. You guys well, get ready for the novels. So the cool thing is, like, I, I really do believe that all of us want to be the type of person that God can use, mm. you know, that God, when he's looking around and, and mm. seeing who, who can I send? Like he's going to send, you know, Tyler, he's going to send Beth, right. he's going to send me. And that really does start with us like getting over ourselves a little yeah. bit. Mm. And so like, it is like, I, I don't know if this is like my specific calling the streets of Towson, but it is an opportunity to get over myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because I did like, I, I never thought, I was an evangelist. Like I never <laughs> thought that that was a gift of mine. And it's funny because as soon as I started going out to Towson, as people pray for me, I've had like five or six people who don't know the situation, who don't know me at all, be mm. like, you're an evangelist. The Lord sees you as an evangelist. Yeah. Like hearing that Love word that. from the Lord, which is cool. And it's a reminder of like, often the Lord isn't going to tell us you know, the next step, he's waiting for our obedience right. to then confirm it. Mm. Right. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm just saying to all of us, all my friends or all people I don't know on here, like the Lord just loves our yes. And I'm learning so mm. much and just saying yes, even mm. though it's, it's kind of an unknown. Mm. That's so good. Yeah, it's awesome. That's so good. Mm. So let me just end. This is a question I try to end with, with mm. everybody is what's, what is feeding your soul right now? So, cause this, I, it, it's a step of faith. It's a step of obedience. But you, you need something in you to give yes. when you go out there. Yeah. You know? So how do you feed yourself? 
Oh, that's a good question. I knew it was coming. I'm still, I'm still struggling. Well, and I think I might have even shared this on these previous podcasts, but it is cool how the Lord really does tear away things that you thought were good, healthy parts of your faith. Mm, sure. And so, like, I definitely used to have think that maturity was doing more for the Lord, and that even translated into my time alone with Him, which. You know, I realized like I, it was kind of time alone doing homework with myself. You know, it's mm-hmm. like praying a lot, reading the Bible a lot, you know, studying scripture. But honestly, like he just wants me. Like I've realized like really at the end of the day, what he wants is just me, you know, and, and what I need is just him. Right. And so, right. you know, what feeds my soul is time spent with him mm. and so that often looks like just worshiping him, just putting on, you know, some music and, you know, kind of worshiping, worshiping him from my heart without mm. a lot of words mm, and sure. just kind of t- space away, you know, in my truck parked somewhere. But I will tell you also what's feeding my soul lately are the gospels, like mm. I said. And and I think that's where I am right now specifically is just seeing the heart of Jesus, having that rub off on me a little bit, like mm. feeling like that's giving me more of his eyes to see the people around me, the way that he sees them himself. Um, Mm. And then also just then doing that and Mm. and kind of, you know, what's feeding my soul also is then just asking that of him, you know, as I go around is how you see this person and and letting him speak to my heart. Sure. That's awesome. I think um, the word I would choose is balance Mm. recently. Um, And it's funny after whatever it's been an hour, just getting to chat about this and get really excited. It comes with the, the, honest reality that I'm gone for every weekend in December. And so it just, it won't be possible to, to be out there, you know, in the ways that I'd normally, um, normally would, would say that's how I evangelize. Right. So, so I think it's, it's the balance. Alyssa and I have been working through this, this thought of like, what do we need to let go of so that we can lean into something else? Mm -hmm. And we wrote down a a, a good sized list and every single thing on the let go list was good. Hmm. Like it wasn't bad things. It wasn't like, you know, let go of this bad thing. It was let go of, free prayer for a month, you know, let go of, you know, dot, 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 just this good thing that, you know, you just don't have capacity for just, just work within your capacity and instead lean into, um, like a Sabbath with me, Mm -hmm. you know, lean into, um, just extended time with me on, on Sundays, lean into, um, like taking care of yourself, um, in different ways. And so I think more recently it has kind of allowed me to keep, really grow into more of that self-grace mindset of like, it's okay to take a break from um, reaping the harvest and instead, you know, letting it <laughs> lay fallow. You know, yeah. every, yeah. every field right. needs to be fallow for Absolutely. a while. Right. Right. So it, it should be a seasonal cyclical kind right. of thing. Right. So letting myself just, just have the grace of like, it's okay that you didn't check the box this week and go out there Absolutely. and free prayer, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. It's okay that you went to Walmart three times and didn't pray for anybody, <laughs> but instead just resting back in the same exact thing that we tell everyone, which is God loves you mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. And he wants you to know that in this moment and every single moment. So I think that's a mental shift that mm. has allowed me at least more heart balance. I'm still growing in it for sure, but um, it's it's been a, a better foundation recently. I love that. Mm. Well, thank you so much, guys. You have inspired me and I'm mm. sure inspired people listening um, to get out there and tell people how much God loves them. Let's go. Yeah. And uh, 
I know that if someone's interested in all of this, to find you on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And if they don't know you, all they have to do is ask for Luke or Tyler. <laughs> yeah, and everyone will yes. know who you are. <laughs> so just ask any of us and we will find Luke or there Tyler you for there you. you uh, if you listening would like more information about Horizon Church, as we mentioned, check out our website at horizontowson.com. We are a community where you will be loved and have opportunities like this to be loved. Thanks for joining us on the Horizon.